Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related. I am your host, Matthew, and unlike always, I don't have my two co's here with me. We are in a little bit of a weird situation. We have an off-week episode because we were able to snag a interview with Peter Nip of Different Tale Games. They recently released a Werewolf the Apocalypse video game called Heart of the Forest. It's very cool. You play Maya, a new guru who is trying to find her way in guru society as well as figure out what's going on in a forest in Poland. The interview was a lot of fun. Uh, we're really happy that he was able to come on. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi. Well, I'd like to welcome to the show Peter Gnip, uh, marketing director for Walkabout Games uh, and uh, the Heart of the Forest Werewolf game. Thank you for joining us, Peter. Thank you for having me. Great. No problem, man. So we, we like to start off our interviews uh, because we're a gaming podcast. Uh, why don't you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself and about your relationship to role-playing games? Oh, oh it's funny because role-playing games made me who I am. I remember in Poland there was a famous magazine called Razem, which is in English together. And I think in, in the 80s there was this article about the game of imagination when you talk each other's stories and you role-play uh, like a fantasy world. So I read this article with my friends and we were not sure how to do it, but we loved the idea. So we were kind of trying to do that. So we are playing role-playing games without role-playing games. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think a year later, I found out that there is this strange club in my culture house uh, in, in Poland. We have the places for culture and they do this weird thing. So I joined them. And I think from 91, we started to, 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 to role-play. Our first games was Warhammer. Uh, so we did mm -hmm. the first police translation of Warhammer. We also did the first translation of Call of Cthulhu. The Cthulhu was a funny because, because the guy who was the first game master was partly Spanish. So we had a Spanish edition of Call of Cthulhu. So nobody of us could understand a thing from, from, from the book. So he could tell us anything. So we were playing Cthulhu like, like, like you should. You, you didn't know nothing about the monsters, <laughs> the gods, everything. Uh, and we also did we also did the first translation of Cyberpunk uh, mm. uh, and started the first, I think one of the first RPG fanzines in Poland. Uh, so my relation to World of Darkness, I, it was the year 94, I heard this story on one of the conventions that there is this awesome game who, hap who is happening now. So like you're going out of the bus and there's this vampire and said, I need to, to check it out. Uh, I bought my first, I think it was the first edition back then and fell in love completely with the system. And because I, I, I always like to do stuff, so I founded out the first Polish society of fans of World of Darkness. Because of it, I, I made my way into the biggest Polish RPG pen and paper magazine. Uh, um, and because of that, I learned, I, I get to know amazing people uh, who invited me to the video game business. So <laughs> in early, in early and, 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 and if you look at people who were writing to these magazines, they are all in the video games right now. So Martin Blacha, the lead writer in Cyber Cyberpunk, was, was my author, like I was his editor, he was my author. Jacek Brzeziński and Natar Gęczyniec, who, who, who made Werewolf Game, they are also writing to this magazine as, as scenarios as, and articles. Uh, Michał Madej from CD Projekt Krakow, and, 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 and before he was in Ubisoft Shanghai, he was also one of the, this RPG society. So the Polish, Polish video game scene was built on top on Polish RPG, RPG scene. And oh, so, yeah. so, so uh, because I was an editor of World of Darkness, because I was uh, this, this trans society, 
uh, I have all my jobs right now. So I am, I am where I am because of Empire Masquerade. So that's why I'm buying every damn thing they produce with this logo. It costs me a lot. Sometimes I, I don't even unpack it like this new card game that I bought. But, <laughs> I, I, but I, I feel like an owe to this game, everything. So, so yeah. And if I look at myself uh, at heart, I'm an RPG player like an old way. So for me, the RPG games are not about rolling dices, not about mechanics, because you, have, you can have different mechanics in the game. They are not about stats, they're about choices and consequences, because this mm-hmm. is the only thing that really matters, because if you played a lot of different RPGs, you know that there are some like Amber, for example, when you def- don't have any mechanics at all, right? Or, or Pathfinder, I think, that doesn't have any. So uh, in that sense, I will relate to my game. Uh, that's why I, I'm, I, I'm calling our game an RPG, because for me, what I think what we managed to achieve with War of the Apocalypse, Heart of the Forest, is we, we recreated the sensation of single-player tabletop RPG session, where, but here the game master is your computer, which is telling you a story. Of course, you don't have all the freedom in the world, you cannot do anything, but since it's based on visual novel, we try to... We, we try to tell you this story like you would do this. And when we ask you, how do you feel or what would you do? Uh, I, I think you don't feel that you have, that your choices are so narrow as they, need, that they are because it's a video game after all. Yeah, totally. I understand. Uh, Scott, I think we found somebody whose blood runs darker than ours uh, <laughs> as far as world darkness is goes. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, a word, uh, Amber, that immediately clued oh, no. me in and, oh, and no. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I am on the same page. I love that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, Scott got me into Amber. We've played some games of Amber and I enjoy Amber. Uh, I, not as much as Scott does because the mechanics drive me up the bonkers. Wall. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a more mechanics oriented yeah. person and Scott is not. Yeah. Um, and so, but we both love Amber and we both love the world of darkness. And cool, um, probably, is, right? What? Cult, the death of the beginning. We actually haven't, haven't gotten into cult all that much. I've oh, been... you should. And there is this awesome crossover called the Jail of Night, the crossover between cult and world of darkness. And I personally think it's so amazing because then you have all this, like this dystopian and with no future cult setting with, with Sephiroth fighting and God, which is gone, right? But then the vampires and werewolves are the only beings who have a chance to stand against this. So they're kind of like protectors or, or the, the forces that, because they want to still feed or use the humanity, but they need to preserve it. I, I, I definitely need to check that out because uh, one of the interesting... Yeah, so the Jail, Jail, Jail of Night. The name, the name is Jail cool. of Night. Yeah. Uh, I strongly advise you to do it. I really, really loved it. Yeah I've, yeah, I've been listening to some actual plays of Cult and it does sound very interesting. So I yeah. think I need to pick it up and especially that that crossover yeah yeah because yeah I, I like that idea because there's a comic book um i forgot what it's called but it's the idea that the last humans are alive but the vampires have to protect them from all the zombies that are around <laughs> because they they're their first so i was like oh that's a amazing dynamic yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but regardless we're not here to talk about vampires and zombies we're here to talk about werewolf, werewolf. so Hey, Scott, you have played the game last night, you told us. Yeah, uh, thank you. I've been given a, a review copy, thanks to, thanks to our friend Peter here, and I played through my first run-through tonight. I plan on playing a, a couple different run-throughs just to see what, what 
other things I can get up into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have to, uh, I mean, we're going to definitely gonna do a full review on it uh, later, but yeah. I have to congratulate you and your team. This is a fantastic game. Thank you. We, we tried hard. Uh, the production tech took us like six months, so it was a quick game. But, but I really think, uh, as I said before, we grew out uh, or go above the visual novel genre. Because when you play other visual novels, you're just reading the story and make some choices. And, and sometimes you don't even know that the story branched, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and with, our ga- with our game, you, you specifically see what happened and why and what you couldn't do because of something. And, mm-hmm. and, and because, I, as I said before, I, I've watched all the <laughs> videos, actually all of them, all the streams of the videos I read over the previous, and I see how different how different the playthroughs of the game, even the demo can be. And I don't even mention like that you can meet or, or not somebody, but like from the point of view of, of Maya, the, our, our protagonist, you can be either the spiritual girl who is like in love with the forest and she wants to talk to it, or the girl with the strange visions who is neurotic and she doesn't, doesn't want to be left alone and she's aggressive because she doesn't know what happens to her. Uh, and this is all because, um, as I said before, uh, we, in our previous games, Wanderlust Travel Stories, we, um, we did the system when we, based on your choices, determine your mood. And we picture the world that, uh, because of how you feel. So you can imagine that uh, every place can be really, really different depending if you're happy, angry, pissed off, or, or, or tired. Right? So, so here we are doing kind of the same, but on different, uh, on different levels. So, so we took an RPG system with Apocalypse. So we look, look, look at the stats and, and try to imagine. Of course, it's not one-to-one because it's a small game. It's, it's not that full-fledged uh, RPG. But, but we try to translate uh, as much of it as we can. So by your choices, we try to determine who your Maya is. Is she analytical or she, maybe she's cunning? Maybe she's brave or not. And based on it, we try to show you the world differently. And of course, there's a rage. So uh, with rage, we thought of it like the more rage you are, the more things you can do and will do, but your choices will be more binary and you won't be so empathic and mm-hmm. you won't notice things. So yes, you will get the job done, but you might not be happy with the effects of, of what happened by, by, uh, uh, by your actions. And I remember like when my friend was playing, play testing the game, so like, like why you did this game? Like everything is, uh, is pissing me off. You, you, uh, I don't like anything here. So why is she like this? Did you play high rage? That yes, I did play high rage also. So there you have it. You're walking pissed and angry. That's why you don't enjoy it. Yeah, and that's, that yeah. definitely sounds like you, you kind of nailed the head on a good idea of like choice management in like <laughs> very narrowing down the idea of your choices, all your choices have consequences. Yeah. And it's like, oh, your playthrough was like this. You did this to you, as it were, because you decided to make these choices. Yeah. It wasn't the game forcing you into a particular outcome, or well, the game mode. the game will sh- will try to show you the world as your character will see it. So it's kind of like if you if you start to walk in one direction and don't, because in our game you can overcome your rage and you can do the things that you wouldn't do by spending willpower. So it's also taken from RPG, tabletop RPG system where willpower is really powerful stat and resource. So so you can change your direction, but if you go into one path and, and, and we'll stick to it, the, the old choices will make sense. The other funny thing when my other friend played and she said, like, 
she didn't like the game that much uh, because it doesn't make a lot of sense. But then when she thought about it, she told me that she made choices counter to what, work, what, what her character was doing. So she aligned with this group, but went to other. She was talking about being pro-ecological, but she supported a different angle of, of this agenda. And, and it, it, well, then we figured out why she thought the story was like for her was, was strange because she acted strange. So, so that's why her character was neurotic and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah no it, it definitely uh i've you know i've played through the other more recent visual novels like uh, Sh- uh shadows in new york courage yeah. of new york for, for vampire and those were very good but they they did not do what heart of the forest does which was throw in the mechanics and the choices that are meaningful uh, so I am definitely of of the two of the two two varieties I definitely have my favorite um, but so uh, in terms of the world of darkness and you know where it is right now and and what this renaissance of this style of gaming is um, how do you see you know the new white wolf the new era of of the world of darkness in general well I like it <laughs> because I like it's hard to me to say not to like it because for first I love the world of darkness and second I'm a part of official official mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> games so so we we in a sense create the, the werewolf part um, uh, I think uh, uh, it's uh, the best time to renew the brand. We're back to 90s. So everything that made this brand great back then will now work in, in, in this benefit. Uh, if you, uh, I, I recently started to rewatch the X-Files because they appeared on, on the Amazon Prime. And if you watch what's happening in there, it's kind of the same shit that happens now. So the main themes are distrust for the governments and the conspiracy theory. So if they would do it now, it would be, again, conspiracy theory with 5G, for example, that Mulder yeah. will be hunting 5G people, not UFOs. And also distrust the government and government's agenda because we, again, live in a times of a huge change. So in the 90s, like, we have a change when the Soviet collapsed, right? The America went to power, yep. the, the, the glorious days of, of, of US. Uh, so the world changed for everybody. And, and we... And we were when trying to think what will happen and, and, and the, the unrest that it caused was, ba- yep. was let us go back to occult, to goth, to gothic punk and stuff like that. And now we have a struggle with China. We have climate change. We have fires in Australia, pandemic situation. So again, uh, we have a lot of things that are playing and we don't know what will happen. So this makes us go back to the things that we know, which are myths and legends. And if you look at all the games and, and even more, if you look at all the monsters that they're portraying, so all of them are some kind of um, fear of something. So vampire is as a fear of this nobleman who is in the castle. He looks weird, who dresses weird. Nobody knows what he does, but he's, he's alien to us and probably uh, he's, uh, he's taking profit of our work, right? So, so this is the, the yep. vampire. Right? The werewolf are these primal forces, people who act strange, people who are violent, who do stuff at, at, at at forests, right? Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the it's the monster in the forest type of thing. Of like, yeah, but but also there. some of us might be this monster, right? If you Correct. if you look at the myths of legends uh, 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 before Hollywood happened, and we have this classic werewolf formula, uh, werewolves were witches. 
uh, and witches and warlocks who change to do stuff like right uh, because I run uh, if you look at our Twitter feed um, uh, on different things I like, dig up the most uh, like amazing stories about werewolves from 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 the past so it was like well and, and it and it's real story it, it was taken on trial so it's on the record and it's translated you can you can Google uh, Google it up but uh, I think it was in Marienburg in Poland so uh, so the guy was telling that uh, yeah I am a werewolf that's cool but werewolves are the god warriors so what we do is god sends us to hell to, <laughs> yeah to to take back the grains and food that the devils stole from us and if we manage to do it there is no, no there is no there is no hunger uh, in the winter but as the trial goes it but this time we, we are unlucky because a pack of russian werewolves were first and they stole everything from them oh uh, very werewolf. <laughs> That's like the apocalypse right there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so, 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 getting back to the original question, uh, I think I was a huge vampire fan, but I grew tired of this old whiny vampires that are saying, "Oh, my humanity, my eternal life, and stuff like that." You got nothing but sympathy from me, man. You got yeah. nothing but sympathy from me. <laughs> so I'm really pro Lesat, who is a Louis, you always whiny Louis, and from the end of inter- interview with vampire. But mm-hmm. I think like it's especially really good time for the wolf. First of all, because because of all the things that's happening that are happening with the nature and with, the, with the, our mother Earth, and we need to do something about it. So we need to awaken this world in us to to maybe look back and, and stop. The things yeah, it's that the are proactive happening. nature. It's it's the quote unquote rage. Yeah, it's the idea yeah. of oh, there are some big things going on and we need to act and, yeah. rage, and werewolf says yes you do you have to you have to go do something or it's not this you it's not sustainable and, and that you going back to the idea of like oh you like vampire but you but you've you sort of started falling in love with werewolf i'm the same way because i like vampire but it can get very dour and very draining <laughs> not to uh, not that that's not appropriate but for werewolf it just feels more um, bigger, uh, just bigger and more meta, and also like, oh, you can actually try to be a good person. <laughs> You're not going to be, well, but you can try. For me, you won't be because wolves are like a Greek from the Greek tragedy, and every choice is wrong, and you know they will fail, but still they're yeah. fighting. So it's something awesome in this the pathos that we need, and also I think that the wolf cosmology with the Weaver Wild. And and worm is amazing. And comparing to the Cain and the first curse and the book of not, I think it's more deep. And and as I'm growing older, the, I, when I see this like the triad and how this this forces work, this is more deep to me. And also, I, I'm sorry, I said the worm was right. Mm. Well, we should reboot stuff. <laughs> well, it, and it's it, and, and I'm sure me and Scott and friends have had many conversations about this. It's like that cosmology the triad is yeah. and when you look at it deep enough the worm is not the e it's not evil it's yeah. just thrown out of balance because of what the weaver did and we yeah audience i know we're going to some deep werewolf lore <laughs> if when you play hard darkness i don't even know if you get into this well, type you, of stuff. you most certainly do oh excellent the spirits sit uh, you down and explain some things to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and it's just that idea of it's a trap beast and it, it's only trying to respond in the way it knows how to because it can't be like, like re- reboot. So maybe we'll tell them like in the wolf mythology, we've got three forces which were in the balance. So we've got the wild which created things. The weaver would give them shape and form and the worm would destroy things when they needed to go. 
but and it was working like this bad that we were grow angry because of the destruction of the loved creations so she mm. attacked the worm she imprisoned him the, the worm get eventually free but went mad and said well i don't think it was mad he just said okay guys we went too far we need to start from the beginning once again and this one this time right and that's why werewolves hate vampires because for them they are the creatures that shouldn't should die and didn't Yes. Actually, that's interesting. You, you have a different perspective on the cosmology because I've never written that the worm ever was free. Yeah, it was because, still always trapped. I think it was and that's because, why it was going mad. But and that's we, why you, maybe you're right. Yeah. Oh, we I, need to check with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this is, this is the sort of discussions that werewolves can have amongst each other about what's <laughs> yeah, really like, going on. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, very few of them have any of the like big answers, like the big, the big answers to it. I mean, hell, the novels from way back in the day, since we're talking about the 90s, like dealt with the apocalypse and only a few of the key characters started even getting close yeah, like, and there were like only prophecies that something mm-hmm. happened, like meteorite, like something will fall on Earth. Yeah, but but werewolves are mystic, and um, I think, as like I said before, they, now they, they feel more interesting to me than vampires because I really like the power play in vampire when you when you see the, all the politics. But having to relieve and again and again this creation and the first nights, it's, uh, I think after 26 years, I'm ready to move on. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, well, that's, I mean, that's kind of why I really like the fact that uh, in fifth edition Vampire, the Anarchs have been given kind of a, a bigger push because they're a different story. Like they're not, they don't concern themselves very much with the ancient myths and prophecies. Yes. They're about getting shit done and making the, making, remaking the world for, you know, the youth, um, which is why I like, like they're in V5. But I think you, we, we've hit the nail on the head a couple of times of this is really the age of werewolf, like yes. of the world of darkness games. Yeah. Werewolf is sort of the most pressing and present in relation to our, our current lives because climate change is breathing down our back and we've yeah. got these corrupt corporations and governments that are ignoring it or facilitating it. And it's really just like this wave of anxiety that's gripping everyone who has their eyes open. And that is the experience of the Geiru. <laughs> and we have a lot of rage in the world right now. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I just say also that for us, when we are choosing, the, because we are given like a handful of, 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 of games that people choose from, but from us also, we based our game on real events. So the, the logging and, and the, and the invest, infestation of the forest, which is called the Pushcha, really happened. So for us, it's like, like this is a world of darkness story that is real and it's in, in here. So we should do it and also uh, for us in eastern in central europe like we always uh, the, the always the world of darkness the world was us and maybe canada so so we're really happy that we we could do a world in world of darkness so uh, i think it's the first game ever well be not in set in europe because i think redemption had mm-hmm. yes level in Prague. Was, yeah but for sure it's the first ever video werewolf video game and and set in Poland on the border which I'm super happy about because uh, I wanted more people to experience werewolf because I know a lot of people especially back in the day they went from D&D they started hearing about white wolf they started finding about vampire and vampire was the main sort of flagship game yeah. which I have no problems with yeah but it wasn't but it took a little bit more of a step for people to go what is werewolf 
And I think some people from D&D and that more heroic, bigger, larger than life concept fits better with werewolf yeah. because uh, unlike the original vampire, it was you had a reason to be together with your tabletop group. You yeah. had a pack, you had a group. And it's like, okay, this is why you were all together because the the, the setting says that werewolves work best in packs pack. yeah, and, wolf packs. and pack and work together and then solve issues and have to deal with the, so there's a social aspect. There is a political aspect of werewolf, but it's much more in your face. And you have these classes like auspices make you either the warrior or the cleric or the wise one, right? So, mm -hmm. so, so, so this is even more for from people coming from fantasy RPG uh, settings. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has a classes thing, but it's not so restrictive that, yeah, like, yeah. oh, you can't do anything. You can just still do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. But I think let's move back to Heart of, Heart of <laughs> okay. the Forest because we've been talking just about the historical stuff, and my cat is giving me all kinds of problems because he wants to snuggle. <laughs> well, so, you should let him snuggle. Cats can do whatever they want. I, I'm, I'm trying to, but he's, like, trying to get up on top of my face. Um, <laughs> you can try to pet the cat in our game. Oh yeah! Yes. Oh, you can. Yes. Yeah, that's Yay. right. You can pet the kitty. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. But yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, something I wanted to mention is that the art in this game is really evocative. Like, and as you say, you can definitely tell how it shifts and changes based on what you do. So, I, um, maybe you can talk a little bit about the art process. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. So, so of course, the main inspiration was from our one of our favorite graphic novels which is Sandman and the artist who made the covers is Dave McKinnon so this is one of the main um, the main uh, main inspirations but when we were thinking about the game uh, we didn't want as I said we didn't want to make just a visual novel we want to make a game which runs on the best hardware ever so in your brain the best HD screen the best audio so we tried to do like everything to support your imagination so uh, we looked at the old RPG uh, rule books and core books and see the, how they did this. So they are really abstract in this illustration. They don't give you, they, they give you some details, but most of it is abstract. So you can just imagine things as you would like with no like definitive, definitive uh, um, uh, image to show you. So, so in our case, our art is supportive to the narrative and it needs to fuel and ignite your imagination. So you will see the things better. So so my, one of my favorite arts is in the barrows when you see the, this, all the graves, the, the, the skulls. So you can see this, how this is maybe it's a forest, maybe a skull. And, and you know that because this is abstract uh, painting, abstract art, maybe not maybe, uh, you start to imagine this place and I, I, I think it, it really helps. So, so yes, so that's why we were looking really hard and what tabletop RPGs did right and tried to copy Oh, that's, that's that's very cool. I, I like that you're you're definitely putting a lot of effort in trying to emulate as much as you can the tabletop yeah. experience in a video game format because I know a lot of other are much more novel like in that you're just walking through it or they're trying to give it too much game. Like um uh one example I have is like uh the Telltale games like um Fable. I think yeah. it's called Fable. Yeah, uh, uh, where, Wolf, where, Wolf, Wolf Among Us. Mm -hmm. What? The Wolf, Wolf Among Us. Us. Yeah, Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Fable. Yeah. Yeah. Fable was another Us. comic book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is good and it's evocative, but there's like like hard built bit, like click, click combat, twitch combat type of situations. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. But it's not the heart of what that's more of a video game yeah. 
than a tabletop game because the tabletop game is much slower mm. and even in combat combat is slow but there's methodical you make choices in combat to do certain things or not to do certain things and so i'm 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 definitely sold i definitely want to get a copy of this game and play at least a couple times to really get it because scott and i've been werewolf games together a couple times and we've always enjoyed it so mm-hmm. on my on my first playthrough i had a combat situation and i killed somebody like who i really didn't want to kill but the, I, the whole situation like made me did this tragic choice and for me i i know that i'm starting this game but for me it's so, <laughs> so amazing like wow I, I really don't want to do it but it does need to happen yeah i i think i killed that person too no, it wasn't a. It wasn't a person. It wasn't a person. It was. so you have you have one, and you need to see more. Oh yeah, absolutely, I do. Uh, and like, I I screamed at the at the computer screen, and my wife was all like, "What's going on?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, something bad happened in my game." Yeah, dude, that's that's what me and Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain got me yeah. uh, because the fir- one of the first times where they're like, oh, here are these choices you can make. And you're like broken to this dude's apartment and he shows up unexpectedly and you're a cop, you pull your gun and all the like the good choices are all fuzzy and out of focus. And the one clear, distinct, immediate choice yes. is fire the gun. But you'd so clear right in front of you, you instinctively hit it and you- I shot him. I was like, yeah. it's kind of like yeah. that yeah, they, they, they did an amazing job with, with heavy rain maybe yeah that's what i'm saying it's, yeah. and if you're if you're getting that level of like choice making like yeah. that stress of choice making in in heart of a little forest i mm, think i think great. you will always you will always finish the game but i really sometimes didn't know what to do and because because even the real events were really complex situations so at the one hand you had like the government and the scientists saying that this bug infestation will kill the forest if we don't like cut off the limb like it was like you need to cut off some stuff to let the whole the whole organism live right on mm-hmm. the other hand, you had like the ecologists and uh, eco- even eco-terrorists who were opposing and saying this is illegal logging and it's too much. And this this harm is done. So me as a person, I till t- today I don't know who was right. That's interesting. I, I'm I have a biology degree, and so when I, I look at environmental things and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. more seriously than most people, so you're telling me that this because I don't I haven't played the game that there's some sort of like infection in the forest. Yeah, it was a bit. I, I have. I, did we send you the reviewer's guide? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you have yeah. you have links to to this and just and look at the Twitter feed. You have like the whole series series of tweets about the logging in the in the forest. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. like a, a bug in the station, uh, and it was killing the forest, and and the whole parts of the forest need to be cut down, like to separate the the healthy part from the ill right. part. And the same infestation went in Germany in different forests, and they I think they cut off all of it, just to get rid of this bug. And no, I can I could totally get that. And then you have to like go do, do we do we cut this off to yeah. heal the rest yeah. of the body yeah. or it's like no this is just nature kind of taking its course yeah. Yeah. do you just let it because what what happens if it doesn't if if the forest can't fight this off yeah. something else later even worse comes on, along yeah. and just decimates the entire population yeah. so i totally get that i'm 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 more and, 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 even and, more intrigued now and we have this like points of view in our game so you will read different perspectives of different people who say what should be done and decide what you will do. of course you are a werewolf at the end because well the names i think give this small twist that you might become a werewolf uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but but yeah we we try we try to to show it 
uh, but that's not only the crazy story from Poland, from the world of darkness. Like imagine that there's another like uh, national park and from nowhere, a huge castle appeared and nobody know who built it. It was like vampires invading the world of territory. Yeah. Uh, if we wouldn't choose the, the, the logging, we would choose that story, but then we would have to do a crossover with the vampire. <laughs> um, obviously this story is a very European story. It's because it's set, um, it's set in the these dark old yeah. old forests yeah. where it, in america we don't have too many old forests i mean we do but they're mostly much out west mm -hmm. and we don't get to visit them so i mean it's just interesting that your perspective of what a game like this would be in europe which you've made and then a game like this what would be made in the united states and how would you tell those types of stories you can, you can obviously do some parallels but it'd be interesting just because of the history that you all have versus the history we have um, I'm mean, just intrigued by that. We we really wanted to to tell the story from Poland because I think from us from uh, from Central Europe is sometimes it's really hard to talk to American audience and tell their stories. Uh, yeah. We didn't have many things or many tensions that that, that, that you guys over have. Uh, so sometimes uh, we are like on a minefield. Uh, because like many issues that, that they are really important and vital to us, uh, for us in here, we don't see them uh, that much around us, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if yeah. you're getting me. So, so when we're telling a story from Poland, we know how to tell it. So, and we also can uh, uh, provide you with a background, with a culture, with everything. So uh, uh, I think by, by placing our game in Poland, we will do more good things because also you will learn how to say Białowieża. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what is Cabanose, uh, uh, and that we have like liced bisons uh, 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 in Pushta, and this is the forest that was covering the whole Europe, and they are like the, the greys from 2,000 years ago is over there, and nobody yeah. knows who, 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 whose graves was it, and what people yeah. lived um, there. And yeah, like so, that, we're talking ancient history, like super yeah. ancient history, and yeah. that's so, what's intriguing about Europe. So, so I can say that the name, because Białowieża means white tower, so uh, it was a tower built for a king in 13th century. So, so that's when the name of the forest came. That's very interesting. Uh, it's funny. You said white tower, but with your accent and my understanding yeah. of it, it said it sounded like you said white howler for a minute. <laughs> I was like, what? Game of Thrones. <laughs> what is this? And I was like, oh. And, yeah. and uh, I, I, I like that because um, I, I think more games need to be set uh, in places that Americans and, and, and some of the larger people in the, the pro more prominent continents need to experience. Yeah, and, and um, we have and we have werewolves in here. Like in Poland, there was uh, one case, like criminal case from 1901, when a guy was charged of being a werewolf, but it turns out that he weren't and just the people who beat him was, were stupid. But, but yeah, we have like one legit werewolf trial in Poland in, 19, <laughs> in 1901. Nice, nice. Uh, but, but all of this region was werewolf infested, like, like Eastern mm -hmm. Central Europe was the place where the vampires were born, right? Mm -hmm. Even the word vampire came from Polish. 
uh, opir or vampire. So, so yeah, but our vampires were different than, than the English ones. So mm-hmm. ours were like uh, taken from the, the village people. So they just came to suck on the blood of their relatives. Oh man. Uh, yeah. But, but, uh, but uh, uh, we have in Poland, in, we have like Bieszczady mountains. Uh, it's also the forest mountains on the border with Ukraine, uh, Lithuania and stuff like that. So the last uh, known vampire, v- vampiric uh, uh, burials were from, I think, 1960 still in this in in this in the small villages in the mountains so till 1960s they were like the last vampiric known vampiric burial that's fascinating um well thank you so much for joining us and telling us about the game it's certainly a great accomplishment i I hope to see more uh, because yeah, uh, us yeah, also, yeah, we would also love to do a race game because we love Ooh. race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's see how the werewolf turn <laughs> out <laughs> for us. Uh, because, uh, you want to talk about yeah. the deep end of the world of darkness? That's that's race. Yeah, race yeah. is like, it's my favorite. But for me, it's like a guilty, not guilty. It's like. Um, it's like a tragic love story because I love this game, but it's so hard to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yes. I th- and I think, and I think the the video game, our style of video game, like this visual novel of RPG elements, would work even better than, than a normal tabletop RPG because in Wraith you need two players to play one character and mm-hmm. they need to cooperate and be enemies at the same time. So it's really hard to find that dynamic in uh, uh, in players. It's like kind of the same with the Sabbath and Sabbath packs, which like dance in fire and sleep together. Yeah. Um, actually, but before we get out of here, because I can't get, we can't let you leave, and because we've been talking talking about werewolves so much, yeah. and you are such a diehard fan, I need your favorite auspice and favorite tribe, uh, and we will even go we'll, we'll, favorite uh, werekin. Uh, what kind of what kind of breed? Uh, I I would say I would I would always play glasswalkers and storytellers because that's mainly what they do. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. There you go. And, and I'm I'm usually the guy which was hard and deep into computers from even before he had a computer. So yeah, so glasswalkers for sure, uh, and human of course. Mm, human born glasswalker. I don't. Uh, I got what storyteller is Galliard, right? Galliard, yeah. Galliard, yes, yes. That's the storyteller. Yeah. Man, you are, you are, you are just an internet blogger. That's what you are. <laughs> you know what you like. Yeah, I, I, I started like I started, but I, I used to have a blog about video games, which was bought by a huge corporation, like in two thousand. Oh God, it was ten years ago, fifteen. Then, and then I left. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and, and it became one of the most influential video games blog in Poland. So, yeah. So, I, I used yeah. to do it cool. from both yeah, the co- coding and writing. And back then, yeah. when I was young, because I'm over 40 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so nobody knew that doing computer stuff like like internet stuff, servers, administration, Unix, FreeBSD, Linux, stuff like that, uh, Apache web servers, and writing RPGs could do could, could have something in common, and then it turned out that you could run a video blog, game blog. Um, if if because, you take you know, nothing else other than you need to go buy this video game, is <laughs> uh, if you have a hobby, if you have a passion, you have something to love, keep doing it. Yeah, keep doing it. You never know where it's going to yeah. take you. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was vampire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep you know, keep loving it. Keep doing it, and you'll have a good time. Yeah, and be patient because you will suck at first, but after ten thousand <laughs> times, you'll be really, really good, and you will see how 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 you became better and better. So yeah, that's my advice to anyone. If you want to do something, just do it and don't let go. You will get better in time. Yep. All right. 
I think on that note, I think we're going to be out of here. So thank you, Peter. <laughs> thank you very much for this interview. We appreciate it greatly. Uh, thank you for reaching out and uh, everyone. Thanks, Otto. And I'm really glad that you enjoyed the Werewolf. The yeah, it's a fantastic game. I, I, I'm going to probably play it through again today. Thank you. Yay. All right. So later, everyone. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Hello, everyone. Matthew here. If you enjoyed the show, you can always contact us at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, as well as at polyhedroncast on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Divis Melkav on Twitter. And I'm at Arduous, R-J-U-O-U-S on Twitter. And if you really want to show your support and get some extra content on the side, head on over to patreon.com slash polyhedron.